You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Yeah, but I think I'm 
listening to African Perspective, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African-centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition that asks elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission. To our ancestors, whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders, whose shadows we walk in, I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors, and we say the word ashe. It simply means, so be it. So we pour this libation to God. For all that God has done and for all that God will do. You say, Ashe? We pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity. Everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future, we all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Timeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. You say, Ashe? 
report us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So he poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted, and we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe. You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspective here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com and I am your host Baba Oshi Hotel family hope everything is well with you today hope you're going to have a good day today it is Wednesday I know you want to get over that hump that's right so hope, it, hope, it's, hope it's a great day for you and hope you get a chance to do all the things that you want to do should do must do can do and will do hoping too the weather will be accommodating for you to do it but of course if it is not 
and it has to get done, it must get done, you will get it done. That's right. So just keep getting it done, family. Don't procrastinate. Get it done. That's what we need. We need workers, family. We need workers. We need brothers and sisters that are lay on the laid on the line. We need workers. This is African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. to 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, or 8 to 10 Pacific, any other time around the world. But if you cannot listen to this program live, you can always go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com. That's right. Go to timeforanawakening.com. Don't go to TuneIn. I don't direct anybody to TuneIn anymore. But what I would say about TuneIn, you know, they have all the radio stations and communications they have anywhere around the world. So say, for instance, I know for me, um, there's some radio stations back in Milwaukee I like to listen to. I can go to TuneIn, you know, and plug them in, you know, to listen to those stations. So that's kind of cool. But, no, I don't go to TuneIn anymore for Time for an Awakening. I go for, I go to timeforanawakening.com. On the right side of the page is the link, and you click on that, and you'll hear the program live. And uh, any other program that we have, because, you know, we have to broadcast 24-7, so we have a myriad of previously recorded programs. So timeforanawakening.com, but also, too, brothers and sisters, uh, if you want to, you know, uh, use babaoshi.net, just put in any search engine, Time for an Awakening. Uh, Firefox, Google, Google Chrome, whatever it is, Internet Explorer, go to the search engine of your choice, put in babaoshi.net. B-A-B-A-O-S-H-I dot net. And once again, there will be programs that are dated and titled. Other programming we have here on Time for an Awakening, we have this program, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And we have Time for an Awakening on Fridays at 8 p.m. on Fridays with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And at 7 p.m. on Sundays. On Thursdays, tomorrow evening, we have Black Liberation Movement. Uh, Mississippi on the move with Brother Lumumba, Patrick Lumumba of the Geronimo Pratt Gun Club. And then um, on Saturday, the elders of Sankofa at 7 p.m. on Saturday. Dr. Janine, the elders of Sankofa on Saturday. And I assume they're happy I'm going to listen for them because uh, Brother Elliot announced them on his radio program, which was live. <laughs> so apparently... It is happening. <laughs> we Buy Black. We Buy Black, the largest online marketplace for American African-owned businesses, is webuyblack.com. Brothers and sisters, get everything you need from American African-owned businesses. Webuyblack.com. African for the Africans, Brother Bomani Tahimba. Um, week after next, next week, I apologize, next week, November 16th. November 16th to November 27th. He'll be in Tanzania. Then, December 24th to January 4th, 2024, he'll be in Azenia. And of case, for those who are listening who don't know, uh, that's the real name for South Africa, it's Azenia. You know, and there that is. And then, March 29th to April 9th, Liberia, 2024. 
July 11th to July 23rd, 2024, Ghana. November 21st to December 2nd, 2024, Kemet. And that is the real name, uh, that's the original name of, of uh, what the Greeks called Egypt. Kemet, land of the blacks. December 24th to January 4th, the same time frame as um, the Xenia trip this year. And this will be December 24th to January 4th, 2025, Xenia. And April 1st to April 11th, 2025, Senegal and Gambia. Brothers and sisters, go to africafortheafricans.org. Everything you need, all the information you need, the paperwork, the documents, shots, the um, visas, and so forth, all the information is there. If you want to see pictures of previous tours, go to facebook.com forward slash Bomani. If you want to see videos of previous tours, go to youtube.com forward slash Bomani. 2007. Africa for the Africans. If you want to give them a call, 404-931-9429. 404-931-9429. Africa for the Africans.org. Habashah. Habashah Incorporated.org. Habashah. Helping Africans by establishing school at home and abroad. And of course the projects they have going on here in the Atlanta area. Habashah works black to our roots, sustainable seeds, golden growers, and urban green jobs. And, of course, the Kashi Project in Ghana, which was unveiled last year, not this year, this, not this past October, last year, October. And so it's going strong. Habashah, Incorporated.org. Ledge, land for the environmental development for group economics. They deal in the four areas of human necessity of human existence, which is food, water, clothing, and shelter. They have 12 different projects in six different countries, over 170 employed, and over 260 members. Brothers and sisters become a member of the Ledge Group, land for the environmental development for group economics. Abibia Tumi. Abibitumi, A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I, abibitumi.com. Um, the segments of, they connect people and organizations to connect like-minded individuals for the purpose of networking around uh, African people, the liberation and, and the, the end the, the domination and Eurasian and white domination of our people to provide opportunities for individuals African authors and organizations to promote services that benefit African people. Abibiatumi.com function has a virtual learning center for those who wish to reclaim African people, African language, customs, and lifestyles. Join Abibiatumi, Abibiatumi.com. Smile Pharmacy, that website is down. Smile Pharmacy is down. But the Moses West Foundation was down, but they're back up, and they're doing work in Hawaii. They're doing work in Hawaii. In Hawaii, the water isn't just a basic need. It is intrinsically linked to their security and culture, so much so that the word Hawaii, water, is often associated with wealth and abundance in Hawaiian language. Historically, Maui's rich native watershed forests provided ample supply of fresh water 
far the landscapes and the people since the plantation era in the 1830s all the way to present fresh portable water has been diverted depriving the Hawaiian people and landscape of fresh water their livelihoods and their heritage in combination with the onslaught of invasive species climate change and deforestation which what's left is an island prone to drought and wildfires for the people of Kula and Kalenda the centuries are built up under these conditions resulted in an imaginable tragedy as we know as we've seen uh, what happened in Hawaii but they're asking to donate to build the water machines why AWGs atmospheric water generators they harness the natural humidity in our atmosphere, converting it into pure drinking water. They harness the natural the humidity, that's the moisture that's in the air, that's in the atmosphere, converting it into pure drinking water. They meet and even exceed the strictest standards set by the World Health Organization and the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. They come in virtually various sizes and capacities fit for both community and industrial needs. These machines are powered by biomass electric generators, turning the green waste from every tragedy into the energy to create water, a full cycle, eco-friendly solution. So no, they don't, you don't have to plug it in. <laughs> it creates it for itself. Our goal is simply put to, tr to be transformative. We aim to raise 300, excuse me, 3 million to deploy units that will generate a life-saving minimum of 40,000 liters of water every day for that community. Every dollar brings us closer to the quenching the thirst of thousands of our people in the community who are ensuring that the legacy of Maui remains unbroken. And of course, you can help you can donate every drop counts spread the word share our campaign with your friends family and community stay informed join our newsletter for updates and our purpose and our progress the journey to recovery is long but with your support we can make sure that it begins with the promise of clean water together let's rebuild a lacuna Kalinda drop by drop the Maui project Thank you so much for your generosity and aloha spirit. Right on. The Moses West Foundation. Now, of course, there's issues in Africa, and that's something that we were talking about, uh, me and Sister Amanabantu and some others. So, you know, the, the issue is global. What the brother has to deal with is a global situation. Yes, we have some problems here in the states. We still have an issue in, in Mississippi. We still have an issue in Flint. We still have issues all over. We have issues in Milwaukee, you know. And this and they all of these things can be addressed. And I'm quite sure Brother Moses West has the has the uh, ability to mass produce these machines, and then get them to the areas and to the cities and and the rural areas where they're needed. It's up to us. It's up to us, family. All right. Without us. Without us, Healthy Market and Juice Bar located in the West End on Ralph David Abernathy. 
across the street from the Soul Veg, up the street from the Shrine of the Black Madonna, serving delicious smoothies and fruit drinks and pastries and all kind of good stuff. They have dry goods there, beans and so forth. And they have vegan dishes on Saturday and Sunday. Wadada's Healthy Marketing Juice Bar. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. Mama Nia, her birthday, so give her a call at 404-346-3263. 404-346-3263. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. She has a couple of events coming up this weekend. So give her a call. Because she has a fine selection of books, postcards, greeting cards, t-shirts, figurines, and so much more at the Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. The other bookstore we promote is the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar located in Lithonia, which is east of Atlanta. You jump on I-20, Interstate 20, headed east towards Augusta. Take exit 74 and then make a left. Now you're headed north. And about a mile will be the new, well, nah, it's not new. We'll be, about a mile will be <laughs> Black Dot Cultural Center Bookstore and Coffee Bar. And believe me, Brother yeah, brother Gazende has done a, a great um, job with the area that he has in terms of making sure that everything was, you know, happening that the way it should. And um, so he has uh, delicious coffees and teas and so forth. So give him a call at 770-305-6373, 770-305-6373. Yeah, I, I finally picked up my red, black, and green shoes, the Nat Turners. Got them. So, you know, I should be good for quite a few years. <laughs> right on. The Black Dot, Cultural Center, Bookstore, and Coffee Bar. Jump back in your car, head back the other way. Now you're headed south. Make a left again. Now you're still headed east. Take exit 75. The next exit, 75, Turner Hill Road. Take that exit, make a right, three lights. Make another right, and on the left will be the new Black Wall Street Market. The new Black Wall Street Market. Us lifting us to economic development cooperative for our people. Tomorrow night is that Thursday night broadcast. Every Thursday night from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Time on Blog Talk Radio. Blogtalkradio.com forward slash U-L-U. Us lifting us. Program is Dare to Win. If you want to call, if you want to give questions, comments, or concerns, or just to listen, dial 929 477 2789. That's 929 477 2789. Us lifting us to economic development cooperative for our people in the spirit of Ujamaa. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop located in Macon, Georgia. Brother Abija's got it going on from Tuesdays open. Not open on Mondays. He's open from Tuesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. He's located at 2910 Napier Avenue in Macon, Georgia. And he has all kind of stuff. He's got furniture. He's got clothing. He's got the, the holistic health products, incense, oils, DVD, CVDs, jewelry, uh, fashion. Oh, man, he's got some. And he has a vegan restaurant on the premise. That's right. Everything. They do it all for you. <laughs> That's right. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop. Give Brother BJ a call at 478-256-1166. 478-256-1166. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop, Macon, Georgia. 
Sun Goddess Sense. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop located uh, 4140 Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia. Forest Park, Georgia. Inside the International Discount Mall, booth 225, brothers and sisters, give my sister Shelly Amonset a call at 404-434-7963. 404-434-7963. Sun Goddess Scent, your one-stop natural shop. Brothers and sisters, go online to sunjay-iet and see for yourself the great work that Sister Gabby and her people are doing for the children in the northeast portion of the island of Haiti, education, sustainable agriculture, health care, entrepreneurship. See for yourself. Go to Sanjay, S-O-N-J-E dash Haiti, A-Y-I-T-I dot org. Sanjay dash Haiti dot org. Baba Barudi and Mama Yah. And of course, Akaban Institute. They are <clears throat> they are, of course, educating our young warriors. And we're going to read from the Inye, the Inye Sasan, the daily revolutionary thought, the Inya Sasan. Uh, let me get myself together here. Put me some light on the subject. I need some light sometimes, you know. I mean, you probably do too, you know. You know, you're, you're wearing glasses, and you can see a little bit better. Light helps. <laughs> November 7th. Children who want to be respected must understand the power of respect. Occupant Institute students. That's right. Baba Barudi Mama Ya. Occupant Institute students. The power of respect is shown in the result of the following of those who have opened the path to our way. Therefore, if we are to gain respect in every intent of the concept, if we're going to put forth an extraordinary time and energy necessary to be respected without question, we must go back into our ancestral spirit to retrieve and then consciously participate in our way. We must seriously study the working traditions it engendered and answer the questions of why these particular thoughts and behaviors were best suited for maintaining a dynamic African sanity. We have to accept and trust our ancestors' wisdom, and we must not allow a Europeanized sense of respect based on force to alter our practice of tradition based on a mutual respect our ancestors mastered. If we are truly to be African and not some mentocidal artificial version of its assisting under European cultural domination, we cannot commit treason against our ancestors' way. For we are those who we respect. We become them if the respect is, is sufficient. Ashe. Affirm, I respect and respected by our African people. Affirm, I am respected and I am respected by African people. I respect Africans' family, and I believe I am respected by our people because I love us. I'm sincere. I love us. November 8th, 
The person who is ever ready for war is never defeated. The person who is ever ready for war is never defeated. Never defeated. African proverb. Interestingly, some Africans claiming to be warriors are not quite sure that we are at war. They hedge uncertainty because in their minds, there is not ample evidence before them at this particular time, even though they are fully conscious of our enemy's consistent historical record of genocide against us. They sit waiting for a new, definite, observable sign, presumably from the heavens or sneaking up to them at their back door in full armor with safeties off. They wait foolishly in fear of taking the first step or any step at all. However, others of us are clear. We know, we are certain, we need to, we need no additional proof of the onslaught. We need no more litanies. The senseless, unprovoked, vicious murder of one African is enough evidence. Therefore, the conversations was over centuries ago. None of what they have to offer the treasonous smiles, worthless trinkets, whitewashed de de degrees, lying media, nothing. Nothing they could possibly offer would cause us to question their genocidal intent. We know them. We have no friends among our enemies, only sources of information, if that. Nothing changes us from being in a state of war and readiness short of our return to power. And even then, readiness will be with us forever. We are ready, always in a state of preparedness. Survival bag ready. Battle gear in hand. We will never be caught off guard again. Ashe, affirm, I am ready. Affirm, I am ready. That's right, family. Because it's coming. I know we don't want to hear about it. I know a lot of us don't like to hear about it. A lot of us don't want to know, you know. But it's coming. It's coming, family. Are we ready? <laughs> well, we better get ready. Yeah, we better get ready. Today, we have an open mic Wednesday on Yo Show. Yo Show Wednesday. Whatever it is you want to talk about, whatever it is you want to do, I know when we and I just talked about uh, um, the genocidal attack against us. I got a final call while the brother on the street picked up a, a couple of editions of the final call, and of course, you know. One of them talked about the um, one article in the final call talked about <coughs> the mass incarceration still of us. I, you know, to me, um, we know that every still in this history of this country, every social ill is more profound in us than anyone else. And that will be the case. As long as we are here and they are here, 
they're in the position that they're in of privilege and in domination and control, and we're in a subservient position. Oh, yes, there's a few of us who uh, who are at the, you know who are in the in the boardrooms. There's a few of us who are uh, masters and doctors and so forth at universities and in hospitals and so yes I, I I'm not going to debate that I'm not going to debate that that's crazy that's ludicrous I ain't talking about that once again what a few of us do is pale and weak in comparison to what we could do collectively individualism family is a European Caucasian desire collectivism is an African imperative. It is a must. So, you know, hey, let's be real. So, excuse me, family. So, I hope that we understand that when we talk about unemployment, underemployment, uh, the monetary situation, the unequal monetary situation, jobs, so that's by design. That's what I'm saying, man. We can't change that. I know you want to. You want you want to uh, get a president and, and a Congress and a Senate to change all the things, to, to, to put in laws that will change that. That says they will change that. That ain't what the piece of paper is printed on, family. You know it. If you don't step outside of these imposed boundaries that these crackers have imposed, placed upon you, if you don't release that vice grip that they have on your mind, you are doomed. Period. You are doomed. If you do not seek independence, self-determination, liberation, and sovereignty for us as a people, and that happens on the continent, it happens nowhere else. Nowhere else. And we're all over. And, and we suffer all over. Where we, wherever we are and they are, they're in a position of dominance and control and we're in a subservient position. Defies all laws of probability. <laughs> when you want to use that minority, I know they used to use it here. I used to hear it all the time when I was coming up because I came on the fire department through affirmative action and of course minorities. You know. But globally, Europeans, Caucasians are a minority but yet they dominate and control. Here, of course, they became the majority by killing the indigenous people and of course enslaving us and continue to open their borders to Europeans and close them to others. So they they were the numerical minority. Excuse me, the numerical majority. And the fight 
that American Africans, Hispanics or Latinos, indigenous people, and women, one thing, the biggest majority in this country is Caucasian women, but they were classified as minorities in certain job areas. They were definitely classified that in the police department and the fire department. So they came on under affirmative action because they were claimed that they were minorities. And of course, our situation is that we want to uh, extract fairness and equity out of a system that will not do it. It's not made to do it. It's not created to do it. But yet we think that somehow, some way, we can put ourselves in a position to make them do it. Kelly Wright. One of the things I saw here in the final call that I, that I, um, I, I love to see, <laughs> which was the new military alliance emerging amongst West African countries, Mali, Burkina Faso, and Niger, kicking the French out. All of them need to go. And, and, and the North Africans, the Arabs and the North Africans in Egypt, Libya, Algeria, Mauritania, Morocco, Tunisia, and so forth, they need to be they need to have they need to come to a damn table and discuss this because either they act right and join this alliance of africans or we got they got to go they can go back to saudi arabia they can go back to qatar or yemen or whatever whatever the hell they came from they can go back the chinese the chinese are heavy in africa heavy in Africa. Chinese are marrying African women. The Chinese are marrying. African countries should look at this and say, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. What would be the purpose for these Chinese men to marry African women? Would it be that these Chinese men who would marry an African woman look at some type of uh, ways to the land, ways to resources, because now they've married a, an African woman whose family is connected or she's connected. And she passes. And he has the husband, gets whatever she has coming that would have been hers, now his. Yes, we got to think about that, family. Man. I, I'm, I'm just like I, I heard Umar on a YouTube piece talking about, I don't... 
and it wasn't like he was demeaning the situation with the Palestinians and the Israelis or the Palestinians and the Zionists. <laughs> that's how we should call it because that's what they are, the Zionists, you know. But he was clear. We have serious issues, issues in the Sudan, issues in other parts of Africa that need attention. We need to support Mali, Bikini Faso, and Niger in their efforts of getting the, those people out of their country. There's so many things that we need to do, family, that, you know, uh, we hope that uh, they they handle their business and 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 they are able they are they they are able to come I don't think so because I think you know you you heard me say this and I'll say it right now I believe that I believe that uh, the Palestinians I think uh, the Zionists Israel. United States and other Western countries are going to press upon uh, Arab country or Arab Ar and saying, "Can you take these people? We will pay you. We will we will help resettle them in your land. Give them an area. Maybe they can call it Palestine. There, I don't know. And they don't give a damn. They just want their ass out of what they call Israel." That's what they do. They want them out of Israel. Yeah. Let me find that from uh, Brother Paul. You know, I I, uh, I like that piece. I am Israel. I'll read it again because it's a good piece. I am Israel. The diamond industry in Israel. You know that's controlled by the European Jews. Diamonds. Diamonds of the beers, diamond mines is controlled by European Jews. The Ashkenazis. They control diamonds. Yeah. Trying to find that. Yeah, there's a little critique in here too. Brother I love Brother Paul, man. Brother Paul sends some good stuff. A little critique here by uh of um Brother Ayo's book, Ayo Kamathi's book, Jews are the problem. The Jews are the problem sitting right here in front of my face. I got that book from him. But I'm trying to find, um, I believe that was Brother Paul who sent that. I am Israel. I think I need to look somewhere else. I'll find it. I'll find it after the, uh, after the break. If you want to... Uh, you want to uh, 
You got any questions, comments, or concerns? And uh, the phone lines are open. You know, for those who are on already, hit star twice. Hit star twice, and I'll let you in and give me what you consider the issue that you want discussed. So we can go ahead and make it happen. Yes, I mean, the issue that you wanted to have discussed. Yeah. Yeah, I want to find that piece, I Am Israel. Yeah. So, uh, I'm hoping that other countries join in on what Mali, Bikini Faso, and Niger are doing and other ones so they can get rid of Indians in Uganda, get rid of all the, in fact, uh, in the final call, the uh, in, in the Netherlands, they still have a king and a queen. So, so they had the gall to go down uh, to, um, uh, where did they go, South Africa. Because, you know, they, that's you. That that's the first people who had South Africa. Was the was the Dutch? In fact, the religious church, the Dutch Reformed Church, was very prominent in South Africa. You know, that church, <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, they, the king and the queen, I guess, in their entourage, were walking in. South Africa, and they got bombarded by brothers and sisters, you know, questioning, you know, what are they going to do from what they've done, you know? What you going to do about what you've done? And they were whisked away. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's it's a hard truth, and and just like... um, now the king, King Charles of England is uh, going, is on his way to um, Africa. I think he's going to be in Central Africa. Like, you know, because the, the, the British had so many areas. You know, as they, as they used to say about the, the sun never sets on the British Empire. <laughs> yeah. Sun never sets on the British Empire. We got a lot of callers, so I, I just muted you, family. So if you want to say something right now, hit star twice and you'll be in. Hit star yes. How you doing, Brother Paul? How you doing, dear friend? Oh my God, I'm so glad, man. I, ma- I managed to push before my brother Earth because I know he would have done things so quickly. <laughs> he, he, must hey. be, he, must curse, he must be cursing me on the other <laughs> Yes, man. Hey, look at him. Wait a minute. He's on. He's on. He just got on right before you got on. What's up, Earth? <laughs> brother Jay must be. Must be preparing plans to kill me off the planet. <laughs> <laughs> your buddy, man, your buddy. <laughs> hey, That's anyway, right. so good to be alive, man. So give give thanks for life. How would I know but, that is it? Because you call. <laughs> what would be the purpose of going all the way over to England 
to greet the queen to kill you. No, so the queen, that, the king. That, that, that's a little wild. Hey, listen, though. I, listen. Don't, I don't want to see the queen. I don't uh, want to see the queen. The queen is dead. It's the king. They just Jay. Did badge. <laughs> hey, well, hey, Jay. Jay. Hey, Jay. Me and Er, we, we're planning, and Brother Kwaku, we're planning to go see Brother Paul next year, man. You want to join us, man? I think that's you. Man, I'm not going nowhere <laughs> where a bunch of crackers are. <laughs> well, listen. It, hey, hey, me let me say this to England you. If you pay me. Let me say this to I you. I have no desire to step foot on the land of crackers, devils, degenerates, pedophiles. Y'all can have fun over there, man. That Paul is going to take y'all everywhere. That black people are. That's right. That's right. He's going to have y'all eating fish and chips, beggars (laughs) and bass. And, hey, listen, y'all got to go to see the Eiffel Tower. No, man. No, no, let me tell you what. Let me tell you what. Let me ask Paul a quick question. Sure, go ahead. Go ahead, Jay. There's a brother over there in England with the nation of Islam. Um, is he still the head of the nation of Islam? He's pretty. He's pretty good. I get a kick out of him. Uh, Baba Ochi, do I have your permission to answer that? Go ahead, my man. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Engage hey, in the Jay, dialogue. Uh, Before I answer that, I I have to say, you've just broke so many people's hearts, man, because I've had so many emails from from the real queens asking when you're going to come. And now I have to go and tell them that you ain't going to come, man. That's going to be very disappointing. You've broke so many queens' hearts. But anyway, so be it. Listen, um, I think think you're talking about Leo Muhammad. Are you talking about Leo Muhammad? Yeah, yeah, that's him. That's him. He's something else, man. I get a kick out of him. Let me me just say, let me just spill some news here, because that's a very interesting question, and it's a question which um, troubles me in actual fact, troubles me very much. Um, And I'll tell you why. I'm going to put it out in the the open now, right? He's not actually the head of um, the Nation of Islam, believe it or not. <laughs> it's unbelievable. You know, you probably don't know much about him, but he used to be on TV. He used to be on the television. He was quite a good, quite regular, you know, in the days when they didn't even have many um, black programs on. He was um, part of a comedy act. Uh, I forget what they call it, The Real McCoy. That was it, The Real McCoy. And uh, they used to do real, real-life sketches on, um, you know, show up what the hypocrisy in the in, uh, in the community. And they were really good. There was three of them, four of them. They used to do it, yeah? And uh, and then he came out of that. And um, I don't know when he, while he was in that, whether he was in the Nation of Islam at that time, but I know that when, when he stopped um, doing that comedy stuff, he got quite serious in the Nation of Islam, um, put on a lot of videos, even before the internet, obviously. Uh, a lot of stuff he did, and he, you know, he was very popular. He was one, like you rightfully said, he, he did appear to be the latest because anytime you see him in Hyde uh, videos, you see him in Hyde Park, and he was the most speaker. But I, I didn't even know he wasn't the head. Um, the, the head of Nation Vision is a, is a brother called um, Hillary, but I think he's changed his name now to uh, some Muslim name. He's got a Muslim name now. But Let me put it out there. There's a conflict between them, and I only found out, and I have to speak the truth, man, because this is quite disheartening. I only learned this when I joined the reparations committee because one day I asked the question, how is it that when Leo turns up his little nation of Islam people, 
the other side don't turn up because one comes from West London, comes from South London. And, and you know, people weren't really answering me, but me being me, I had to get to the bottom of it because I knew something was up. So I started persisting. Then I realized that they were at war with each other. Now, I have to put this out there because this is the madness about our people, oh, right? Jesus. I mean, you know, the reality of it is I don't really know the full implications of why they uh, don't really get on. Um, and if, if, if he's here now, he's a very strong character, he'd probably try and deny it or try and say something to simmer it up. But I, I've done the research, man, and I know they don't really get on. And uh, the other brother, who they put as the area, not just head of the Nation of England, England but he's head of the Nation of Islam for whole of Europe. Um, to me, and this is my own personal video, he, uh, opinion, he doesn't really, to me, stand up as that type of character and persona that Leo Muhammad has. And, and or people know, I mean, even you know him, everybody knows him. But for some reason, which I can't put my finger on, he, he ain't the head. And this other brother is the head. He does his part. Um, he follows the script. He, you know what I mean? Everything what comes out of America from um, Minister Farrakhan, he follows it to the T. And he does it. I can't say he doesn't do, good, do a good job for them, but he does. But he doesn't really have that kind of charisma and personality that Leo has. And it's just a shame. And to sum that up, and, you know, I have to put that out there because these, these people and our people have this way of trying to hide things where everybody knows, but you're still trying to hide it like it's not really happening. But it is happening. You've got dysfunction in your community, despite the fact that you're telling us to unite, because they do come on radio. And he's been on radio, and I've confronted him. Because how the hell are you telling us to unite when you can't damn unite? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying to you? That now, sounds hypocritical, that doesn't it? That's you a hypocrite. Can't tell me to unite when you can't even unite with your own people. Yeah. You can't tell me tonight. Better you just shut your mouth and go about your business and wear your ties and your suits and just walk up and down and tell, tell the minions that. But you can't tell someone like me that. You have to unite and show me that you can unite and then come tell me you about uniting. You understand where I'm coming from. So Leo is an ex showman. Huh? Yeah, well, yeah, so yeah, you well, yeah. I was saying Leo is an ex-showman. That's why he's so good. Well, you know, I, I, I feel, um, I feel, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's good. He's good. He's, you know, I know him personally. I've met him, spoke to him many times, and, uh, you know, I like the brother. You know what I mean? The brother is very disciplined brother, very serious brother. And he's about what he's about. I mean, I'm not. I, that's not my thing. But you know, when I observe the brother, he's serious, man. He's 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 very disciplined, brother. Very serious about his intentions, and I respect a man for that. Even though I don't agree with what you know everything you purchase, but he is the person he puts out himself to be. Definitely a hundred million percent. And the other brother is, but you know, he's more of the uh, you know. To me, he, if if I had to choose both of them, I'd probably choose him. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, all right, carry on. <laughs> well, listen, yeah. um, I'm, I'm coming up on a, I'm, I'm coming up on a break, and and I need yeah. this break, so I'm going to go ahead and play this music, and I'll come back from the break. We'll engage in more dialogue. Here's a, a open mic. Whatever you want to talk about, whatever issues that um, that are on your mind that you want to bring to the attention uh, of the brothers and sisters that are on the. Uh, 
on the call. We'll definitely do that. Well, I'll get it. back to you. Let All me right. let me let me get back to you. All, All right. right. Hotel. Right. Jay, thank you. Brothers and sisters, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And we're going to take a break, and when we come back from the break, we'll engage in some more dialogue with uh, our listeners and whatever is on your mind. Got that, family? All right. doesn't work when I hit it. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com.
You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Once again, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. Ramsey Lewis, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Sun Goddess from 1973. Yeah. Ramsey Lewis' big song was the in crowd, if any of you guys remember that. Yeah, Ramsey Lewis out of Chicago. Yeah, heard him play a number of times in Milwaukee. I'll never forget that time he played at the festival. Man, he was outstanding. Outstanding. Good brother. He died last year. He made his transition last year. And uh, always will be remembered, that's for sure. Always will be remembered. Ramsey Lewis. In crowd. Let's get back to the phone lines. Uh, Irv, good afternoon. Good afternoon, my brother. <clears throat> How are you? I'm well. I'm well. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Man, you. it's always good to hear your voice. Yeah. Uh, it's always good to hear all the brothers and sisters that call the show and contribute. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, brother Paul was quick on the buzzer this time. You know, he, he hit the buzzer <laughs> before I could. So. So he he got the evil pass. He he either had to pass or play. Yeah, and he chose to play. <laughs> yeah, it's funny too because that's really what happened, man. He got on and <laughs> yeah. then you came on right after that. <laughs> yeah, he jumped he jumped in there and um, but and he he and and and, and of course uh, in the green room is brother Jay. Yeah, he's he's next up. You know, so <laughs> I'm listening to these brothers and I love hearing their voices. I, I really yeah, do. It, it I inspires do too, me. Man. And, and, it, and it provokes thought in me when I listen to them speak, because they they speak the truth as they see it, mm-hmm. and that's all we that's all you can do. Brother Paul said something that made me think. He said that the brothers were warring with each other over there. Uh, that the Muslim brother was more yeah. warring with the other brothers when they have the reparations meetings and those types of things. And and what we have to understand is that whenever you look at a map of the United States, uh, the map has lines on it. They have different states and and every one of those lines represents a disagreement. That and and so what what the um what Urugu did when he when he when he went to Africa was he did the same thing there that he does here. He created conflict and he created disagreements and then he drew lines to make them believe that they were different from each other. I'm not like you. I'm 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 Nigerian. I'm not like you. I'm Kenyan. I'm not and 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 by doing that over generations they start to believe that they're different. Just like a, in the United States, you'll see the, I'm from the great state of, of, uh, of Illinois, and I'm from the great state of Florida, but you all are, are still here profiting off of, uh, in a land that was stolen from someone else. And in Africa, uh, Irugu tries to make Africans believe that they're, they're not like each other. We, we, I'm more like Irugu than you are. I, he likes me more than you. I, I have more than you. We have lights. You don't have lights. Well, if one of us is in trouble, all of us are in trouble. That's we right. Are, we, are, we are Africans, we're, we're, and, and we have to understand that Africa is for the Africans. It's not for the Europeans. And, and I'm not making this up. This has been said before by better, better, greater scholars. That I, great scholars have said this. Africa is for the Africans. It will always be for the Africans. And if you don't, uh, don't believe that, then stay where you are. 
if you're if where you are is so comfortable to you, if what you're doing is so comfortable to you, if you're really if you really believe you're reaching the, the peak the peakness of your existence, you're at the highest height that you can be, then stay where you are. Be it not for me to force you to, to, to open your eyes and get clarity to realize that you are an African, whether you're there, whether you're in Africa, Africa is in you. When people see you, you may see yourself as an American, but people see you as a black man. Mm-hmm. They see you as a black woman. They don't see you any, any, and, and you have to stay in your place as a permanent second-class citizen that you are in this country, regardless of what. And we're, and, and I noticed that no one has brought up the, um, the, the fighting that's going on in the Ukraine. That's taking second place to the Israel fighting because we, in actuality, don't have a dog in that fight. But we have to carry the water for Irugu. We have to talk about it. Uh, Al Sharpton had something to say. The guy Vance had something to say. Vance, uh, what are you talking about? These people, they, they, no matter who wins the fight, they're not going to lift up Africa. They're going to keep exploiting that country the way they've been doing and the way they will keep trying to do. But Africa, it's a new day, brother. Yeah. It's a new day. Ask Burkina Faso. It's a new day. Ask Chad. It's a new day. They're taking back their gold mines. They're taking back their oil fields. The, the Africans have, have gotten clarity. The new, the new Africa, you cannot manipulate me with money because that's what the old Africans did. Oh, I get enough money, I'll be rich, but your people are poor because you can't rise above the poverty of your people, no matter who you are. You are Denzel Washington or all these celebrities, they may have all this money, but they're still black men. They're still Africans regardless of what they put on their backs or what cars they drive or what houses they're in. And I could go on and on forever with this Baba Oshi because it's true. I'm true to this. I'm not new to it. I've read a little bit. I don't know everything, and I'm still learning. But what I do know is they're coming for us. We have all we need to fight. God gives us everything you need. Everything we have is everything we need to fight Irugu. That's why we're not gone. Because they don't understand that the God that we serve, I'm not talking about that preacher, that cornbread preacher with the handkerchief howling and, and I just sent a hot I ain't talking wow. about him. Wow. I'm talking about God. I'm talking about the, 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 the Almighty, the reason the sun came out this morning, not because the pastor, because I gave an offering at the church. That's not why the sun came out. God didn't tell you to tell me nothing. No, God can talk to me just like he can talk to you. So no, these fairy tales and all these fantasies that they have, that they have us believing is sacred, and they're over there fighting over some land. They're not fighting for the Holy Land. They're fighting for the all that's under the land. Yeah. They give a damn about the, the wall, the Jerusalem wall, and all that foolishness. They're fighting for the, what's under the land. They want the land because land is power, and that's why they're coming for Africa, because that's where the land is. Bob Oshie, thank you for letting me speak. I appreciate, I really appreciate you, brother. Lovely brother, Ashe. Yeah, yes, they're, they're, that's where they're fighting. In fact, uh, the the need to be more transportable in the world because of different land masses and, and having to go around or through and so forth, they made, you know, canals. The Panama Canal, instead of going all the way from the East Coast or the Gulf all the way around to the southern tip of South America to reach the West Coast, they made that the shortest amount of land between Panama and uh, uh, what's that? Colombia, I believe it is. But anyway, they they made the Panama Canal. The same thing with the Suez Canal. 
But the Suez Canal, only one ship can go through the canal channel. And so what the European Jew, along with uh, Western countries, that's another reason why they're going to take this land from the Palestinians so they they can can create a a canal that will reach from the Mediterranean into the Red Sea and they can have two or three ships going at one time. Yeah. And of course to take the land from the Palestinians so the European Jews, the Ashkenazi, the uh, you know, that they can have it. The Zionists can have it. And there will be no more Palestine unless Palestine can be created in another Arab country, as I mentioned a little while ago, that the United States and Western societies, Britain and so forth, France, whatever, will, will, will give that country some resources to resettle the Palestinians in that country. Whether they call that little area that they may be given Palestine or not, I don't know. But what I feel, I feel and I sense and what I know, that's what, that's what is going to happen. They, they will never be, pal- there will never be Palestinians in formerly Palestine. It'll be the Israelis, Israel. I'm trying to find that piece. I'm going to find that piece. The Israelis, Israel. So, believe me, it's it's going to happen. Three, three, four, three, three, four. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, brother. Oh, she. Hey, How are man, you? I'm I'm doing much better now, man. What's up, brother Lust? <laughs> I hear you. You know, um, I love brother Paul's um, synopsis, and and then followed up by uh, brother Irv and his observations, and it led me to a question to ask: um, Have we, as people of of uh, melanated hue? For us, have we created our own dystopia, hmm. all right, our own imaginary place of sorts where, where people often lead to fearful lives within the black community, all right? So we've become dystopic of sorts, right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. when you mentioned uh, individualism and collectivism, uh, we know to some degree or another all politics is local, all right? And so within our own sphere of existence, it appears as though this is the world that we would rather be comfortable in, right? And not to intersect with any other sphere of existence at all. And so I I just have to ask, have black people become dystopic or or, or a measure of dystopia established amongst themselves, right? That's why we don't want to be able to have comment or, or make comment on um, the Palestine-Israeli uh, uh, conflict or for Ukraine, for that matter, because we don't have a dog in that fight, right? Um, and I guess I also was liking this, too. Um, you ever lost your wallet? Huh? Sure. Yeah, misplaced yeah, you lost it. your wallet? Sure, misplaced did, did, it. 
Did you lose did you lose your wallet in a neighborhood or area that you knew that people re- reflected who you were? Mm-hmm. As a black person? And the reason why I'm where where I'm going with this, surely a person can lose their wallet. That's a human thing to do. But you would think that one, if there's cash money there, they're gonna gravitate toward that. I guess it's okay. a natural sure. living in a capitalistic society. Sure. But but as they're going through the different cars, right? As they're coming across identification, especially your driver's license or some sort of sure. picture ID, you mm-hmm. would think that the individual would want to be able to have that information returned back to Definitely. you. Definitely. Definitely. You, you, uh, you, as you, soon as you possible. You having that probably that 500 God damn, I lost $500. Right. Right? I had it. I know what I had. But look, I can't do anything about the money. I know it would. Because exactly. I would do that same thing, right? Exactly. But return the wallet, right? Return the wallet with my sure. information in. But, oh, let me go to PayPal. Let me uh, try to. Uh, uh, siphon some money out by giving, uh, creating an account with your card, right, and pay themselves some money. But uh, so I say all of that to say this: that maybe we have gotten to a point where we've created a dystopia amongst ourselves that we can't talk about individualism. We can't. Well, we can't talk about individualism, but we can't talk about collectivism. Right. I get you. I know. I understand what you're saying. And and and. To a great degree, that is true because of where we are. We're in a, 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 a society that promotes that. You know, yes, they talk right. about the different virtues that that if somebody lost their wallet and, and and it had money in it, and maybe that was all the money that that person had for that for that month to, to pay bills and buy food and so right. forth. Right. You know, and of course they had their, uh, their 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 personal IDs, which are very sometimes. Uh, very hard to get again, you know, yep. and so you you would hope that if someone found it, that they would, you know, turn it. And you, of course, you contact the police department in that area to right. see if somebody you, turned it yeah. in and so forth. Well, I think as, as most as best as I know you, brother Lusk, I know, and I could be wrong because we live in America, and America is about individualism, materialism greed and violence uh-huh. that uh-huh. you would find it you know take the money and and discard the wallet let somebody else find it and turn it in you know because <laughs> yeah. they because they said i i'm giving this back to you but no sir i i found no money in it you know <laughs> and i'm not right, lying yeah. you know see see he's not lying I, he didn't find a damn dime you know but yeah you right. had five hundred dollars i found five hundred dollars it's just like it's just like the person who prayed. He prayed, and then somebody hit him from behind. Oh, Lord, thank you. So now he's going to sue that guy and his insurance company. Or he prayed, and that wallet of yours, he found. He found the uh-huh. $500, and he said that the Lord blessed him. Got yeah. this five? Not really, really. That's his rationale. Right. You're you know? absolutely right, sir. Yeah, you know. See, so, but you know, in terms of a dystopian situation for us here, I, I, I kind of see that. I kind of understand that. 
and, and, and for us to truly grasp the, the, the necessity to be collective, you know, okay. is what we talk about on this program uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. That's, that's the whole idea of this program, to, to make us understand how important it is that we work together, that we trust one another, believe in one another, share with one another, love one another, so forth and so on, you know. And I know that is very hard for us to do because we have been trained to hate ourselves. And if you hate yourself, you're going to hate others that look like you. You're going to hate them as well. You're not going to want to work with them. In fact, you don't want anything better for them than that you have. You would not share the fact that somebody had had a prize of $5,000, You'd be kind of like on the hate for side, hate, the hate side, jealous side that he had. Why not me? You know, because that's what this society breeds and that's how we behave in it. We are the ugliness of what happens here. Oh, the true ugliness is Caucasian. Let's be real. Let's keep that up front because this is there. Uh-huh. They perpetuated, they created it, and they promote it, and they promote it globally. They promote it globally. But for us, considering the fact that we have a landmass and, and, and we always talk about we don't need nobody but us. We have everything we need. The only thing that we don't have is our right minds. But we have the ability. We have the ability to build, to build roads and highways and towns and streets, hospitals, schools. We have that ability to do that. You know? And, and, and Uh and, And yet we continue to believe and hope and pray that we can influence this society that they will treat us righteously, treat us fairly, treat us equitably. When it's never happened, it's not happening now, and it ain't going to damn it happen. But we hope and pray. You know, number one, because we bought into the theology. And I'm talking about these three religions specifically. I'm including Judaism Uh in that as well. But more so Christianity and Islam. Because these particular religions... They they have the connection, you know. They have the yeah. connection with each other, and of well, course, they're brother, not African. They're not African, brother, and they're not for you, us. For, yes. Well, thank you so very much for taking my call. I'll let some time for others to to join in as well. Um, we'll continue to listen as well and support. Right on, brother. I appreciate you, brother. Lust. Thank brother. you. Thank, thank you so you much for all the things that you send. And, and, and your hospitality. Look forward to seeing you yes, again, sir. my brother. You know it. Yes, sir. Peace. Peace. <laughs> brother Lus. Somebody want to jump in on this? Baba Ochi. Yes, sir. Yeah. Go um, ahead, Brother Paul. Can, can, I, can I request, right, your permission to just push back a little bit? Can I please do, that? do. Yes, please do. We're yeah, open like that. Listen, Baba Ochi, yeah. Um, a lot of people... Um, so this is not, I hear this a lot, right, about, uh, I mean, the, the term which I hear on your side of the pond is we don't have a dog in the fight. And I hear other people say on this side of the pond, it's nothing to do with us, right? Mm-hmm. And that really concerns me a lot, right? Mm-hmm. It concerns me a great deal. And I tell you, let me uh, lay, my, lay, lay my table out, right, why it concerns me. Because um, we fully understand 
our history, okay, and who we are, if we fully understand that, then we will recognize, for me personally, and my observations of uh, the way I see it, is that we would recognize ourselves that everything on the planet concerns us. Everything, okay? Okay. Look, the reality of it is, is the reason why I feel we don't understand that is because of having been that that's the, the conclusion I've come to. We've been so miseducated that we don't really fully understand who we are. So we adapt ideologies, as you rightfully say, like uh, Mohammedism. We adopt those ideologies, and then we adopt Christianity or Buddhism or whatever you want to adopt, these ideologies. And we then talk as if those ideologies are us. We say, right. I am a Christian or you cannot be an ideology. That's the first misinformation. If one uses his critical analysis and analyzes it with his own critical thinking, opposed to the indoctrination he's gone through from the ages of one to whatever age they are now, right? If they disregard that, which is a, it's like cutting off your right arm. I know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not um, saying that I know more than anybody, but I know what I'm asking them to do is like chopping off your right arm. And that's gonna, that is almost impossible for most, okay? Even though the arm is stuck in a, is stuck in a stone and they can't remove it, they're still considering whether it's worth just dying rather than chopping off the arm, okay? This is the position we find ourselves in. So what I'm asking you to do is chop off your arm, which is crazy. But the reality of it is the indoctrination is your right arm. That's what you've been given, yeah. indoctrination. And you're begging for it and you're sending your children for it because that's what you think it's about. But we are the caretakers of this planet. So everything for me is, which goes on concerns us. We are the real chosen people. The reason why we're the real chosen people is the first people. Yeah. Our DNA can deliberately, the way we look, the way our hair shaped, the thickness of our lips, the dark skin is for a reason because we come from a region which was concentrated from the sun. Without the concentration of the sun, nothing would exist on this planet. That's right. That's Our right. role here is to protect the planet, and we don't understand that anymore because we talk about job titles. Oh, I'm this. Like as if you're that. You're not that. That's just the slave, you be, the slave role you've been given in his corporation. Look, man, this might sound crazy, you know, but this is my analysis. He set up corporations. You call yourself American African. You're calling yourself a corporation. American corporation. Okay, I don't think... Look, it's even got a number. It's got a number on the stock exchange. You know that. I'm not making this up. Yeah. People just don't understand where they are. They wrap you around the flag and give you that identity, but that's not you. That is not you. You are the controllers of the planet. Not, so how can you say, oh, what's going on there? You ain't got a dog in the fight, or that doesn't belong. Of course it affects you. And then again, secondly, if you examine, if you examine the relationship with the same people who are there, these Zionists, the same people, the same bloodline, examine the relationship you've had with them. Now, I can pinpoint a place which I learned, and I'm going to tell you where I learned it. I learned it in reading the Nation of England book, The Secret Relationship Between the Blacks and the Jews. When I learned it, I didn't learn that in school. Nobody right. told me this. I read it in the book, and then I researched it, and I found that it was true. The yeah. same people you see in, 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 um, in Israel there, there's these so-called Zionists. They refer to them. They describe themselves as Jews. 
they they say not me they say in their books their most su successful slave operation was in Suriname. Do you know, Baba Ochi, uh, before I read that book, I didn't even know what Suriname was. I didn't even, I've never heard of Suriname. Yeah, Suriname's in South, I Af in South America, up. right off Yeah, the... I never heard of it. Yeah. I never, once I read that book, I said, where's this place? I never heard of that. Then I found that it's on top of Guyana. Now, we yeah. have people from Guyana in our country. I know about Guyana. Right. My best, some of my best people are from Guyana, right? Some okay. closest people to me are from Guyana. I know, but I never heard of Suriname. But I read the story. I read, and I had to. I, it gave me butterflies in my stomach because then I realised when the Dutch came for tax money, because this is what they say happened. The Dutch, it was a Dutch colony, and the Dutch came for their tax money because those people who considered some Jews, they were making so much money down there, and the the, 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 uh, the Dutch corporation said, "Listen, we're not getting tax money." Then it came for its tax money, and those people ran to Jamaica. I never heard that in my life. I never even heard of one Jamaican person say that. No, and I've asked questions since that, and not one Jamaican person even knows that. I've never met one who's, who says, yeah, I know that. Never. I asked them, I don't know that. This is how these people have managed to hide these things from us. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what I'm saying is there's a connection. How can we say we ain't got a dog in a the fight? These are the same people. These are the same people right. who have been, look, we, we heard Kane West say the other day, talk about them, yeah? Kane West or whatever his name is. Um, and how many pop stars, we know what's going on, how they're controlling everything, how they're controlling mm -hmm. the music, how they're controlling... Yeah. Well, if you really research them, you can see how many yeah, us they've really, killed. If you really research the these people... Hold on now, Brother Irv, I got you. But yes, if you sir. really research these people and, and Brother uh, Yo... Uh, Ayo Kamathi, uh, brother, irritated genius, done an outstanding job, as well as others, as well as the nation, the, definitely the nation of Islam. That these people, the Ashkenazi Jews, the Zionists, Theodore Herzl, his ideal, and, and Menachem Begin, and, and you know David Ben Gurion, and so forth. You know all of these individuals. They had an idea of what they wanted to do, and they didn't give a damn. Who thought otherwise? They're going to implement it, and that's what they have done. They're in everything. I never forget uh, me and a Muslim brother. You heard him on the radio program before, Brother Muhammad, Muhammad Abdullah, good friend. And we used to go to this on the east side of Milwaukee. This delicatessen, this delicatessen, and they had a mural. The mural's gone, but they had a mural up there. And and if you study the mural, what it was saying was the European Jew is in everything. He is in all areas. He's in everything. It's just like when people didn't know that they were in the record industry. Well, Sun Records or uh, uh, um, what's that movie um, with Muddy Waters? Yeah. You know, Cadillac Records. Cadillac Records. Cadillac Records. You know, and how they were portrayed there, also too, the European Jews, how they were portrayed, you know. And and the fact is, is that everything, the movie industry, the movie industry. Once again, I, I'm, I'm I'm referencing for those who are listening to see if you can find uh, uh, Ragtime, the movie Ragtime with Howard Rollins and Debbie Allen, because th that that's a deep part in that movie is the European Jew who creates and goes 
to out west to Hollywood, how they created Hollywood. In fact, a yeah. European Jew wrote a book on it, Neil Gabler. Exactly. An empire of their own. So I'm saying this. Yeah. I don't I want I want to I interrupt because I want to um, uh, um, concur with you on that point right um, birth of a nation the film birth of a nation who do you think made that DW Griffin people need to wake up DW Griffin right yeah DW Griffin okay. Right. The, the yeah. bottom line is, why was that? Man? Even when you talk about the Ku Klux Klan, who do you think was behind that? Yeah. Look, the point I'm saying is, we say we don't have a dog. Sorry to interrupt, but I just want to make this last point, Baba Ochi, on to concur with what you're saying. The point I'm trying to make is, right? You go, but we back to the cons uh, establishment, even when the uh, Spanish controlled that place where you call America when the Spanish because there was a Spanish war. Am I wrong? No, okay. you're right. Now if you make the connection that in Spain, these people got thrown out of Spain. Right. Okay. Right. The, the Sephardic right? Jews. And, right. The and, same time and the same time they got rid of the Moors. In in fourteen ninety two right. happened to be a, a hell of a year with Columbus, the the ex uh, the communication of the Moors and the year the the Sephardic Jews were also kicked the out of Spain. Moors who were Muslims, the yeah. Moors who were Muslims. Don't right. forget they were Mohammedan. Right. Okay. So what is the connection I'm trying to make and make the people understand? There's a continuous thing here. Wait, look, I'm going to push this in that same book. I learned again, and I have to praise that book because I. It's true what it says. It says Christos Colon, who people commonly called Christopher Columbus, he was a Marinos Jew. And let me explain what that is. Marinos, it means a Jew who could not practice their religion because their religion was banned in Europe. So where did they fly flee to? They fled in search of a new land. Okay? They're called Zion. Zion was mm -hmm. America. Okay, mm. that's what he's looking for, a new land. land. Yes. Okay? So when we don't, we've had, so, so remember, when they got there, the Spanish War was still going on. Mm -hmm. Okay? There was still that uh, contradiction. So they could, listen, Columbus didn't step foot in America, right. but they don't say why. They don't say why because the Spanish wouldn't allow him, the Europeans wouldn't allow him because Judaism was banned in, 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 and in banned where they was. So he went to the Caribbean and started enslaving people. So my point is this. They've been doing this from day one. The same people you see in Israel is the same people who organized the chains, the ships, and everything. That's and right. in this position. That's right. In our right? So we so, yes. dog in the fire. Yes. How can we not have a dog in the fire? These are the same people. And what they're doing there, they've been doing us to us from day one. What we've seen them do on our haste. TV through the technology, they've been doing it to us from day one through yeah. through the vaccines, through the food control of yeah. the food, through yeah. the supermarkets control all the supermarkets, through the finance they control all of your financial. Who do you think's been behind it? Okay, right. listen, people, Jews. you need to wake up. They have been behind it all. That's right. Because their job is to cut down. So how the hell are we going to talk about we ain't got a dog in the fight? They're the people who've been controlling us. They're just showing us now what they're, what they're capable of. Because that ben, Benjamin Netanyahu, he's a lunatic. So he's showing us what they're capable of. But they've been doing that to us from day one. Right on. And this right. is my point. Right on. Okay, Brother Irv. Brother, yes. brother thanks, thanks for letting me back on, brother. Um, maybe, maybe, Brother Paul, we should change. Uh, we don't have a dog in this fight, too. 
to the fight continues. Because let's be perfectly clear, no matter who wins, which no one is going to win because they all they all are brethren. Uh they've been fighting forever, they're cousins. So when they when the fight is over, it's gonna be business as usual. And we're still going to be second-class citizens. We're still going to be ostracized. One point. When a person says they're American-African, the American in that state, in that word, just it, it, that, that is to define your ge- ge- geographics. That defines where you are. The word African defines who you are. So if I'm a Jamaican-African, I'm, I'm a, that means I'm in Jamaica, but I'm an African. So that's what that means. School does – also, you said something about I didn't learn this in school. School is not meant to teach you anything. School doesn't teach – school indoctrinates you. In other words, school, when you learn something, you understand why it is. You understand what one nation indivisible means. We say a pledge here in the United States, uh, pledge of allegiance, one nation indivisible. I don't know what indivisible means, and I'm 60-something years old because <laughs> I wasn't supposed to know what it means. That, I'm that supposed means it's to, united. There is no divisions. On. It is united, but of course you see the lines on the political map of how these states are, and of course you see the the deep divisions that have been in this society from day one. And, and so that wasn't taught to me, Baba Oshi. Mm-hmm. I just learned that from you. So school is not to, to you don't learn anything in school. You are indoctrinated in school. You repeat these things because you because repetition is how you are taught. You learn things. Oh, that's why television pays $30 million for a 30-second commercial and shows it 10, 15 times during the game because repetition teaches you. And school is not to to teach you anything. It's to indoctrinate you. Mm -hmm. And and we have to understand that. I've learned more after I got out of school than I will ever learn, than I ever learned when I was in school. Yeah, So and and that's the truth. But, Baba Paul... Uh, Brother Paul made some very good points about uh, how there's a man behind the curtain, and, and that's what we're talking about. But but the reality is we could give a damn about the man behind the curtain to a point because what we have to do as a people, and Malcolm X said this. He said, I can't help you till I help my damn self. Yeah. I can't. How, how am I going to run over here and help and, and fight in, in Afghanistan and Vietnam and, and, and Korea when I come back to the United States and I'm being treated like a second-class citizen, and my brother, children, brother, uh, uh, brother, uh, right. sorry, let, sorry to, uh, to interject. Right? I give, but let you, me I'll give you permission to speak, my brother. <laughs> you, brother. You're, you're my big brother. I don't mind that, brother. I, I, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. But listen, listen. This, this is ahead. what I'm going to ask you. Yeah, please answer this. Yeah, if you if. I've got the dog. It's my dog, yeah? But you're paying for the dog. You pay for his upkeep. You pay to brush his teeth. You pay to wipe his ass. You pay to... You, you 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 pay for the upkeep of the dog, okay? How in your right mind are you going to tell me you don't have a dog in a fight? Yes, I got the dog in my home. I got the... I talk, take it for walks, but you pay for it. You're paying yeah. for it, yeah. okay? Yeah. You're, so no, I'm asking point. you the question: How are you going to say that you ain't got a dog in the fight and you're paying let for me, my dog? Let, let me answer the question. You are no, brother, brother, Paul. You're you're absolutely correct. I and 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 there there are different. I don't know if it's, if the word is levels or I have a economically I have a dog in the fight. Mm-hmm. Morally, I don't have a dog in the fight. But economically, you're absolutely correct. The money out of every dollar that I make, part of that dollar goes to Israel. Mm-hmm. It ain't a damn thing I can do about it. 
Because when so, you Baba, when you have a wait a minute, wait a minute, when you have a system when you have a system that you live under that allows you to vote someone in office to spend your money, because that's what politicians do. You vote a politician in to spend your money. That's why when you drop out of the of the of the process, you have no say of where your money goes because we all put our money in a big pot. That's called taxes, which is a joke. But you're no, you're right. You're right. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. Go ahead. Go ahead. I have to disagree with you on the point where you make there's nothing you can do about it, yeah? Okay, Because I, 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 very, I listen very carefully to what's going on on your side of the pond, right, and the different arguments, especially Brother Elliot show. Like, for instance, you'll talk about your representatives and how you're selling it out. I don't need to say no names, but I hear the names quite frequently of the representatives who are selling you down the swanee. For instance, they are going to Israel, they are black like you, they call themselves, Af- they identify themselves as African America, and they are being to Israel on holiday or whatever reason, right? And they're speaking quite loudly and proudly about how they need to help the Israelis, how they need to help their dog in the fight. And they're using your Mm. tax money and your votes to do it. So what I'm saying to you, when you say to me that you, there's nothing you can do about it, there is something you can do about it. Really, and I'm going to t- explain to you what you can do about it, right? right? The way they tie you up in the corporation is through your birth certificate and your national insurance number. That's how they tie you into their corporation, right? Now, you as an individual, you can become a sovereign citizen. I don't know if you know that, but that's oh, a yeah. massive Right. So, <laughs> therefore, that's one step you could do. You could remove yourself from their corporation and say, no, I'm having nothing to do with that. But that means then you're going to have to fight with the IRS because the IRS is part of the corporate structure to rob you. Income tax, for instance, is yeah. in most states in America is illegal, but still they charge they, they charge you income. It's against the Constitution, but they still charge you income. And most people go along with it because it's not about having a, a dog in the fight. It's about the fight in the dog. Most people ain't got the fight in them to fight this corporation. <laughs> <laughs> They've given up. They've given mm. up. That's what's happening. Me, and we got me, this is why I can't take the bull crap. We gotta be truthful with ourselves. The majority Let me say this, brother Paul. What everything you said I, I agree with a hundred percent. You are absolutely right in what you're saying. It's nothing nothing that you said was false. But let's be perfectly clear, brother Paul. We can sit on this radio and we can talk about uh, the history, we could talk about what we gonna do and what we don't like and, and we could do this and we could do that, but 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 know this. If you if you hear nothing else I say, know this. There's a price to pay for your revolutionary. There's a price to pay for your liberation. There's a price Malcolm paid the price with his life. Uh yeah. Martin, even Martin paid the life. Uh uh, uh Mandela uh before they broke him and, and, and they he paid the price. There's a price to pay for what you're saying. And we can quickly say what we can do and what we should do and what and what we or we can we can do we can do whatever the hell you want to do, but it's a price to pay, brother. brother and the thing brother, is, are you willing? Are you brother, not everybody else? Are you wait a minute? Are you willing to pay that price? Because people, let's be clear, people depend on you every day, just like they depend on me and Baba Oshi and Jay and all the other people that call. But are you willing to pay that price? Because we quit to tell someone else to pay the price, but will you do it? Well, you give your, oh, oh, you give listen, whatever listen. it takes to do it. I mean, I mean, listen. not just that. Let's say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Before I stop, I'm gonna stop in a minute. Not to say that you're gonna die or anything like that, but I'm talking about giving up the comfortabilities that you have. The reason a lot of people don't leave the United States because it's comfortable. Right. It's comfortable. Uh, the lights right. don't go out here. The right. lights don't go oh, out. I don't see. I don't have ghosts living in my living room. I don't have a guy walking down the street with a with a semi-automatic weapon, uh, talking about he the police. See. The comfortability is what we are, are addicted to. 
And right, right. Come, come on now, stay with me. All right, listen, listen, listen to me now. Listen, hear me out what I'm saying, yeah? You see this yeah. country I live in, right? I, I'm just going to tell you this straight up and frank because I've read a lot of what's going on. We've got, we got a thing called MI5. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. MI5, I MI6. Yeah, like CIA. Yeah. Okay, right now, listen to this. Yeah, I read, I read about the troubles in IRA, and, and what the IRA, the what the IRA men were saying, the Irish were saying that this MI5, the most ruthless, assassinated squad in the whole world. Not me said it, they said it. Yeah, and when I started to read and understand what was going on, I started to work out this is how they control the whole world. They kill off people. They kill people. Right. By, listen, listen. You you think America, but these people kill off people. That's how they control the world. They murder and kill people. So the point I'm trying to make is this. Yeah, mm-hmm. you hear my voice on this radio, right? You think they can't mm-hmm. come for me anytime and silence me and take me out of it anytime they want? Yeah. Listen, man. Yeah, come, bro. Let's get rid of it. Anytime they want. But I can't let that be my destiny. Listen, the way I see it, I've got five children, three grandchildren. If my time is in an hour from now, so be it. That's how I feel about it. So be it. So be it. Because I know in reality, I know in reality, right, I'm just a human being. But what I I feel in all honesty, in the 100% of my bone, I can't see no future with us living like this in this state of comfortability, as you mentioned. I can't see a future in it for my grandchildren or nobody. We're almost slaves. I can't Mm. see a future in it. So better they come and terminate me because I can't see a future in this. And when a man gets to that point and he realizes, boy, we better pipe up. He's not trying to speak out or try and make steps or do whatever, right? Because you realize there's no future like this. There's no amount of money, no amount of whatever they want to give. You know, I mean, what are we waiting to, to end up like the Palestinian people? What we are seeing, if we don't start to make some serious moves, that's going to be us, okay? That's how I see it. And if you don't see it that way, I can't do nothing about that. But when I see those people, all I think is... When I see them killing women, children, flattening them under buildings, that is the plan they have for us. And they are doing it right now. They've done it in the pandemic. We don't even have the statistics for how many of us they murdered. We don't have them. We just talk like it's play day. Oh, they, they were targeting us. Right? And they're still targeting us now. Millions of us. And we don't even have the figures. Because we ain't got no statistical companies. We, we, got, we talk like it's not happening. Genocide is happening to us as we speak. If you check any of the statistics, um, uh, the women in the hospital, for instance, birth rate in America and England, you see the same same patterns. How many black women are just dying off? And you say, why? What is it why they're dying? They talk about uh, bowel cancer. They talk about diabetes. They talk about um, uh, whatever. It's always black, uh, black people. Why? Because they are targeting us and killing us. And they're pretending this, we've got some genetic disease. They are murdering us. And we just don't seem to wake up and realize it. But, and, and we talk about we're at war. We're not no damn war. We're being warred upon. Ah, we're, being warred upon. we're not fighting back. Lord, because we're not fighting back, and I mean we're not developing our children to realize that this devil is murdering us in our schools where we're sending them to. Mm-hmm. They're murdering us in the hospitals. They're murdering us anywhere we are, anywhere they get a chance, putting us in prison, poisoning us in the prisons, giving us pills and all sorts of nonsense. Giving us, putting things in our food to turn us into alternative people. They're doing that. Don't think they are. It's mRNA technology they're using, which targets your DNA. The Nation of have spoke about it. They've brought people, even their people have spoke about it. So I'm not making this up. I, the point I'm trying to make to you, my brother, listen, we're all going to die. But I want to live. But if I have to die, so be it. 
If I have to die in an hour, so be it. But I want to go out fighting, Paul. I want to go out fighting. I want to go out. I don't want to just give up. I don't just want to just lay down. I want to go out fighting. I want to go out acknowledging and and, and, and informing. With with you accommodating this program, right, and all the rest of the people help set it up, we're doing what we can. We're using our voice. It comes with a Don't think this ain't risk-free because they're trying to shut down everything on it. You put something on YouTube, they take it off. You, you ain't said nothing uh, 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 towards. They just take it off. They're trying to shut this down. And sooner or later, they're going to do that as well. They don't even want us speaking. So just doing this is a chance we're taking. Speaking out is that that's why most people don't want to ring up, because it's a chance we're taking. But so be it. Let's do it. Brother, you can kill a person, but you cannot kill the truth. You cannot kill a movement. You cannot kill something that is bigger than you. Paul may not be here, but there are hundreds, thousands of Pauls. There are thousands of Oshis. We're not the only people that see this. We're not the no, super no, special no, people no, with, the, with the magic glasses. We don't have the magic glasses. Everybody has the magic. We see it, but we live in cognitive dissonance. We don't want to yeah. see it. We don't want to realize it because it hurts. It, what you're saying, everything you said, Paul, hurt me. It hurt me because it's true. The truth smacks you in the face. It doesn't come knock on the door. Hey, I'm the truth. How y'all doing? No, the truth smacks you and punches you in your face. And that's why you get so passionate when you speak. Because this truth does something to you. It makes your, your blood boil. It makes you go, am I that stupid? Do they think I'm that dumb? Do you really believe as I get older, I turn into a, a lump of coal and don't know what's going on? I see it. I feel it. And I'm not passing on to my children. I, they may not understand it now, but they will. When, when it's time for them to understand it, they will. I didn't understand none of this in my 20s and 30s. But as I've gotten older, I've evolved into someone who has clarity. Because when you can't keep smacking somebody in the face and telling them that they're doing it to themselves. You can't do it, Paul. Exactly. And that's where you are. In your, in your journey, you're at the point where I am fed up with it. I've had it up to here. I'm not taking it anymore. And every chance I get to speak out against it, I'm going to, and I'm speaking to those of like mine. And if you're not thinking it, move on, move on, move on the way. We got work to do. Let me let me let me let me get Jay in here. Let me get Jay in here. One second, one You know you said. Listen, I have lost family members. People don't talk to me on my own family because of the way I am. They don't want to talk to me anymore, and I just give them up. People, friends, because I can't be taking the. The laugh, laugh, laugh joke all the time when we are under serious pressure. Yeah. And they just want to talk about crap. Yeah, we're under siege. I, I, the same here with me. You know. I think I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> I could really understand why they would want to talk to Paul. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to answer, but yeah, I can understand. I, I suffer from the same. Same thing. So no, it's 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 nothing to be too concerned about. As I say, effort. That's all. Carry on. You just go on and to do what you're doing. The bottom line is, people don't want to hear the truth. The truth is a very painful thing. When you tell somebody the truth, it it it, it chokes the core in them. You know what I mean? So. What you have to do is say what you have to say and let it be what it be and do what it do and go on about your business. You can't allow others to project what you feel and what you think. If it's doodle, it's doodle. You can't cover up doodle and make doodle 
into something that's smelly, that's not smelly and rosy. The only way you do that is what? If you put something on it to make it smell good. Other than that, it's caca. And the reality is we as a people have to figure out how we're going to move forward, join hands together, put a couple of South African burning neckties on some crackers, and go on about our business. And (laughs) accept rhetoric for rhetoric and propaganda for propaganda. Over this whole situation with um, Hamas, Palestine, and Israel, if you haven't figured out where America stands in the propaganda and the media in which they govern the minds of the American people, and you are not able to see right from wrong, good from evil, then fundamentally something's wrong with you. Because they're, they're really basically laying it out to you how the propaganda of opinions and ideas is formulated and played out because it's no way in hell this could be such a one-sided situation. And as this continues to move forward, anybody with a form of common decency could not hate Israel. Ain't no way in hell. I mean, what they're doing to the Palestinian people is modern-day genocide. That, you know, if you're going to really be honest about it, it's just as bad as what the Germans did to them. Right. If the truth be told. Well, that's the, that's, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's the well, cartoon. Say that. That's the cartoon I've mentioned a few times uh, that I've seen with a, uh, with a Zionist abusing a Palestinian, have him down on the ground, about to beat him. He looks into a mirror. And as he looks into that mirror, the helmet that he has doesn't have the Star of David. It has a swastika. And and the person on the ground is is a, is, is a European Jew who's getting beaten by a Nazi. So what they hate, they have become. What they hate, they have become. And they're doing that. You know uh, my time is up, family. It, and they're doing, it, they doing it with better material. Mm-hmm. Oh, more, much more sophisticated. More yeah. Yes. I mean, so the bottom line is people don't have the ability to put things in the context and see it for what it is and for what it's worth. But if you want to support this, then fundamentally something's wrong with you. That's why Biden is putting himself in a real serious position of not being reelected. And and the tragedy is that if you get the animal back into office, see, black people going to take hell just because we black. But what he's going to do to white people is going to blow your mind. Because, see, he's not going to go after the white trash that put him in office. He's going to go after the so-called elite that don't kiss his race. And that's going to cause a lot of problems. It's one that's going to cause a lot of problems. And I don't think people realize yeah. it or see it well, let me, for that value. Okay, hold on. Let me, let, me, let, me get sister, let me get sister in here. Sister Abia. 
Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I know you're about to end yes, the I show, am. but I just want to shout out Abisa Bahodier. It was Abisa so Bahodier. powerful. And Thank I you. Say, I say to all these revolutionary brothers and sisters, Abisa Bahodier. Abisa Bahodier. All right, my sister. Thank you. Powerful brothers. You're revolutionary. You're speaking the truth. That's right. Oh, most definitely. I just I I just communicated with him yesterday. Yeah, he's looking forward to it. So uh, there are no announcements, and we're just going to start the program. And uh, that's next Monday, right? This Monday coming up, brother. Yes, sir. This Monday. Right, right, right. Because I know it's a holiday. It's that BS Veterans Holiday. Oh, that what it is Monday? Oh, okay. Huh? Oh, that's what that's what yeah, Monday well, well, is. Okay. Yeah, it's a holiday for some people on Friday in New York, uh-huh. and it's a holiday on Monday for some people also. You know, the cracker like to get a four day weekend yeah. if he can, because you know they took his way as working from home, so okay. you know they got to give him some sort of moral incentive. Okay, to, to, so to it's Veterans like it's Veterans Day. I see. Okay. Well, and anyway, we man, uh, I'm, oh, I'm looking forward to it. A, it's gonna be a good holiday this year because they want to promote killing. They want to promote. You know what I mean? They want to promote what? They want to promote killing. Promote, promote killing. They want to promote killing. Yeah. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's <laughs> well, what happens. Then that's showing the hell is oh, what's well, happening. Oh, one last thing, Oshi. I saw earlier. I was flipping through the channels, and I saw that warmongering piece of shit, Hillary Clinton, that day. Man, I can't talk. stand her ass. Oh, I man, can't stand, I can't stand that woman. Man. But anyway, Imagine I got to go. if we could get her and Modern and Albright together and do some um, <laughs> burning neckties and soap <laughs> big duck fat. Yeah, I hear you, man. You know what I mean? I love Soaking to have Monaco. I love to have Netanyahu. I would love to have Netanyahu on that. No, that, Netanyahu it got a special place. He got a special place in hell waiting for him, yeah. man. Really? Yeah. I guarantee you when he croaks, he go, it's going to be a heart attack. <laughs> I hear you. Listen, when I got to go, talks, so let me. Be a painful heart attack. Yep, I got to go. I love but you, it's time for you to, yep. It's time for you to close the show, Oh, All right, my brothers. Appreciate want, y'all. You don't want a heady man getting upset with you. Okay. We end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E, because under the feet of African people lies all of the resources that everybody wants, think they can't do without, and they showing hell, damn it, don't want to pay for. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful day. Hope to see you on Friday. And remember, next week, Monday, we're going to have Baba Baruti for the two hours. Hope you're going to be able to join us. Shimhotep. That means go in peace. Asante Sana means thank you. Bibi Fahodier. A Bibi Fahodier means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be victorious. You have a blessed and wonderful day. Hope to see you on Friday, family. Peace.